Welcome to the Love Good Podcast, brought to you by our patrons, where you learn how to love what is good and become what you love. This is Jimmy Mitchell, your host. Join me each week as I sit down with artists and thought leaders to chat about music, culture, and the art of being human. We're more than a subscription company. Love Good is a movement of artists, patrons, and young people who believe in the power of beauty to change the world. And we're so pumped you're here. Bum, 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 bum. All right, people, that's why I don't sing, okay? So you don't have to listen to that. But why I do host a podcast is because I believe in beauty. And I think you do too. Otherwise, you wouldn't be tuned in. This is probably going to be one of my favorite episodes in the history of this podcast, not just because my friend, coworker, and colleague Marisol is about to be in the studio with me, which... Many of you know her because she books all of our Fireside House concert tours. She also manages them. It's very rare for Lovegood to be on the road and Marisol to not be front and center. Okay, really, really exciting. She's an amazing, amazing person to work with. She works so hard and getting to hear her stories of live intimate events in people's homes, our Fireside House concerts in particular, is so cool. Not to mention the stories of our patrons, some of which have been on board since the very beginning, dating back to the summer of 2013. So I'm looking forward to just being inspired yet again by how so many of our everyday listeners who became patrons are bringing beauty to the forefront of their life who are letting it break through our culture of noise and who are not only investing in beauty, but investing in culture as a love good patron. So these are some really inspiring stories you're about to hear. And this is also the episode where we get into all the details at the very, very end about this epic 2020 contest that all of you can partake in, all of our patrons can partake in that could lead to you getting an all expenses free, paid, fully covered trip to Nashville, Tennessee. So stay tuned. Lots to come. I'll be back in just a few moments with Marisol Alisea. And oh, she's like Eminem's man. I can get enough. She's melting in my hands. I, whoa, she's getting up the dance. So let me get my blue suede shoes on the dance. Going through the motion, trying to give them out of ocean. Every day's a new day, baby. Let's go sail across the ocean. No, oh, I know I'm not a player, but you play with my emotion. Is there something in this trip? Did you sip a magic potion? Lie, whoa. I like the way you move it. I like the way you groove it. Move it, make me lose it. Baby, would you show me how you do it? Cause you got the most to make me feel right. Makes me wanna have the time of my life. I'm like, how do you do that? How do you do that? How do you do that, girl? And you got the most to make me feel right. Little pretty face and she up at night. I'm like, how do you do that? How do you do that? How do you do that, girl? Marisol, welcome to the Love Good Studio. Thank you for having me. <laughs> I mean, you do sort of sit and work next door yeah. most of the time, most right of the there. year, like yep. literally just beyond a double pane glass window. <laughs> yep. But you've only been on the podcast once. Yes, that was about a year ago. Okay, shoot to me straight. I think we're pushing like 75 total episodes. How many do you think you've actually listened to? Ooh, probably at least 50, if not more. That's impressive. Yeah. Like Season one I is a little sketchy because I, I wasn't here then. I yeah. didn't know what Love Good was then, but yeah. I, I go back and listen to that. We got some good people from season one. Yeah. I mean, we had an American Idol finalist, Chris oh, yes, Allen. Yes. We had Luke Smallbone of mm-hmm. King and Country. Obviously, a lot of our mainstays, like I think Marie Miller was in season one. Yeah. Colin Kerwin. I mean, a lot yeah. of artists that we know and love that you've They're come to know as with, friends. Yeah. yeah. So that's pretty fun. And yeah. 
We're bringing you on today because there's a lot to talk about. We've got patrons to celebrate. We've got apprentices to honor and also mm-hmm. new patrons and apprentices to inspire, hopefully. We've also got, you know, this growing movement that is sort of beneath our our feet every day, beneath our feet, beneath our very hearts. Yes, that's better. I don't even know how to say that, actually. (laughs) We're watching it grow before our very eyes. And you and I, and especially you, have this like front row seat to a lot of that, especially Mm -hmm. with our patrons Mm -hmm. and really up until this year, especially with our apprentices too. I'm curious though, you know, what is it that really sealed the deal for you? It was Mm -hmm. almost a year ago this week that, no, two years ago this week, right? That we met met over coffee and lunch through a mutual friend in Nashville. You know, we talk a lot about noise and relativism and distraction and confusion and isolation. But if you had to kind of identify your pain point that keeps you not only like on the front lines, you're sort of like yeah. the general, you oh, know, wow. <laughs> some days of this operation. Okay. <laughs> what, what keeps you inspired and moving forward with it? Oh, wow. There's a few things. So as I think a lot of our patrons know, I travel a lot with our artists and do fireside concert tours. And so... I have this beautiful opportunity to go meet our patrons face-to-face and go into their homes and help to put on these like incredibly beautiful, intimate concerts, which is amazing. And the experience of the concert is really beautiful. But I think my favorite part and the thing that actually like drives me most days is seeing them and seeing their families and seeing how much beauty has transformed them. I mean, I could tell like so many stories of stories of our patrons. Tell them, tell them, tell them. Oh my gosh, there's so many. (laughs) Also, I know all of our patrons are listening. So if I tell it wrong, I'm sorry. Anonymous. Here we go. Anonymous. I mean, there's this really beautiful family that I'm going to see in a few weeks who talks a lot about how beauty and specifically the beauty that they've received from Lovegood, like the specific music has really transformed their family and really strengthened their relationships with each other. And they have this bond over these artists and over their, just their knowledge of how much these artists are changing our culture and like feeling like they've supported them and following them. And so I'll show up at their house and these little boys are like, what's your favorite Colleen Nixon song? (laughs) And I just like die laughing because it's the cutest thing in the world. And like amazing that these kids feel like they know her and that they're just like on a journey with her almost. Yeah. And that they're like honored that like I actually know her. (laughs) It's like so beautiful to also feel like I'm on a journey with them as well. And that I feel like I know them because, I mean, we listen to the same music, but it's so much more than that. It's because we believe in the same mission and we're fighting for the same thing. Yeah. Yeah. I always say my favorite part of like the whole season is when the seasonal packages are about to come. And I don't know if people know this, but like we do all of our packaging in-house. It's a little crazy. Like one room over. Yeah. I mean, it takes up the whole house because there's like 600 packages. So when it's time to make the packages, I like go into the computer and basically have to print out the label of every single patron. And I like to look at each label to make sure it's right. So I like get the first label, put it on my finger, and then it just goes around my finger. And I just watch every single label and I get to see the name of every single one of our patrons. And it's like so... I don't know. It's like a really like contemplative moment for me every season, (laughs) like watching each name just because it's like, wow, there are actually this many people that are influenced by what we do. And investing. Yeah. You know, they care so much that they're putting their money down on 
this music and these artists that they believe in and they trust us to provide like to provide that for them and it's just this incredible yeah it's this, it's my favorite moment it's humbling <laughs> isn't it oh absolutely yeah yeah absolutely that's, that's really cool and i think it's easy for us in the day-to-day of social media and yeah and emails and obviously content yeah. and events to lose sight of what's happening on the ground and i think this is what we wanted to do in this episode is just pull back the veil, zoom out a little bit, and hear some more of these stories, not only of our patrons, that's kind of first and foremost as far as we're concerned, how beauty is transforming their lives, how they're bringing it to the the forefront of, yeah, their media consumption, but also their way of life. We see that in a very intimate way with our apprentices. They're sort of like patrons on steroids, you know, Mm -hmm. but also our artists Mm -hmm. who are, I think, deeply moved, encouraged, edified by this little army that supports them. Yes. This little, you know, growing group of people out there across eight countries, I think we decided this morning, that are saying your craft, your artistry, your gift matters. Yes. And we need it and the world needs it, right? So, okay, that's a wonderful story of, of, of a patron and a family, kind of a love good family out yeah. there. What have been your favorite sort of memories with artists along the way? A few come to mind. I love seeing how much our artists love our patrons because a lot of times, especially for if it's a, for the first time an artist has done a fireside. I think of like my first fireside with Jackie Minton. We were heading to St. Louis to go to Zipper Zeppa's house, right? And she's kind of just like pumped, like she's going to do a house concert. And she like knows what Love Good is. She knows what patrons are, but like she has no idea what she's in for, right? I'd like to point out this is the second honorable mention of Zipper Zeppa, probably this <laughs> month on the podcast. <laughs> yeah, Zip, you might be our favorite. Yeah. Yeah, yeah you're definitely wow. one of my favorites. And, and for those who don't know, Zip is the former voice of the St. Louis Cardinals. So you yes. can't go anywhere in St. Louis with Zip without bumping into many of his adoring friends, but m- mostly friends, not just fans. Yes. People love no. this man as we do because he's awesome. He's Keep going. One of the most amazing people I've ever met in my life. Ever. <laughs> so we show up at this concert and <laughs> Jackie's playing. And at the end, she comes up to me and she's like, I don't think I've ever been so listened to in my entire life. Wow. <laughs> Which is true. Like, it's true. It's crazy how, I mean, first of all, the environments of these house concerts. Second of all, the enthusiasm of the patron hosting it mm. makes all of their friends just come and with this like expectation that they're, and also the beauty and talent of our artist, obviously. It's just this environment of like, I, like, I want to encounter you. I yeah. want to hear what you have to say. Yeah. And I think that's a really interesting experience of definitely an experience that I've had since I started working for Love Good. And I think I've heard from a lot of our patrons that Love Good, like the way that we present music to people, it kind of like breaks down a wall. I think Mm. a lot of times with Spotify and even like YouTube and Instagram, you can just like, we think that music serves our purpose yeah, or even not just music, all media, it serves our purpose. And even like, oh, I'm going to I have my special playlist that's in my order that like I want to listen to these songs because they sound this good or they Mm. make me feel good. Whereas there's also another understanding, which is that an artist creates an album and they present a piece of work to you. and start to finish. Yeah. And there's an intentionality behind that. And they want to tell me a story. It's Mm. not about like what I can get from it. It's about what what this artist can tell me. And that's the beauty of our firesides. But I think that's also the beauty of like the way that we promote albums and the way that we like having podcasts and different things like this, it kind of breaks down that wall. So our patrons feel like they're friends with the artists yeah. and can grow in their, in this relationship with them. It's not just like, you give me this and I give you this. It's this, like, we're on a journey together and we care about beauty and our artists have a specific way of tapping into that, that I don't have, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but I like, I need in my life. 
And so, yeah, it's beautiful to see the way that our artists recognize that our patrons believe that. Also, Xander told me, Xander is one of our artists. He told me, I don't remember when he told me this, but he was like, every time I meet a Lovegood patron, they're just amazing. (laughs) And he's like, because of course, Xander's very identifiable. So like all of our patrons like know who he is. But also if they like see him walking down the street, they're going to be like, that's Xander. But that's not true for all of our artists. Like Xander's very like, you know who he is, right? (laughs) And so anyone, like when Xander sees a patron, they talk to him and he's like, what is, these love good patrons, they're amazing. Like, what's up with that? You know? Yeah. And I say, I don't know. What's up with that? I, yeah. they, they are. They're amazing. I love what you said about needing what artists yes. bring to the table. You know, we've, you know, been using this quote. It's in our 2020 calendar, but I've been thinking about it for about 10 years yeah. that the, the the world needs beauty lest it sink into despair. Yes. You know, that was a Kiravotiwa, John Paul II yes. quote. He also talked a lot in his lifetime about the hermeneutic of the gift. And that's mm. that's a lens through which you see the world. And I think that's exactly what we're tapping into, that artists have a gift to bring. Yes. And yes, that's the, the inherent beauty that just spills out yes. in their craft. But it's mm-hmm. also in their storytelling. So I, I had this instinct for a long, long time. But Kevin Hyder, another one of our artists, was the first one to ever put it into words. He said, Jimmy, you know, an album is a work of art yeah. from start to finish. And growing up, I mean, I didn't grow up with vinyl records by any means. I did grow up with cassette tapes, which <laughs> I feel great about. In fact, I have four left to my name. There you go. And they're they're all Micah W. Smith cassette tapes. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, but then I've got, you know, out of my hundreds of CDs, I whittled it down to maybe 75 that I'm going to hopefully keep forever. Mm-hmm. And I listened to a lot of albums from start to finish, you know. For those who don't know what CDs are, it stands for a compact disc, <laughs> and you put them inside these machines and, and music starts coming out. I still don't really it's get amazing. how that works, you know? But in a world that streams everything, you know, Spotify has doubled in size, doubled in size in the last two years alone. Dang. We're used to being music consumers, not music yeah. appreciators, and certainly not patrons, yeah. right? So it's a huge step for a lot of us, and it's a, it's a huge shift in our hermeneutic or our interpretive lens of what role music plays in our lives and certainly in our culture. All right, at this point, I'm sure you are as inspired as I am by these stories of intimate house concerts as well as the, the love good stories that are unfolding in the hearts and lives of our patrons all over the world. And the question remains for you and for me, how do I bring beauty more and more to the forefront of my life? How do I let it pierce through all of the noise and really transform me? And obviously one of the best ways to do that is to become a love good patron, right? To patronize the arts, to to go on the offensive and really do your part in investing in incredible music, books, and art, and really building a better culture. So here's the crazy thing is right now, at this very moment, we have 620 packages being delivered all over planet Earth to our patrons. And depending on their level, their subscription level, here are the kinds of things that they're getting. So this is your big spring 2020 package reveal, okay? Uh, The first is a a, a beautiful 2020 journal. And this is uh, with artwork, from a very dear friend of ours down in Tampa, Florida, whose name is Bryce Dinnick. We've also got albums from Marie Miller and Scott Mulvihill that are unreleased and unavailable anywhere else. We've got, again, the, the commissioned artwork that goes along with the book from Bryce Dinnick. We've got vinyl from Colony House, a beautiful wooden Love Good coaster 
And as always, our coffee to the highest level patrons, which this go around is hazelnut from our good friends at Rembrandt's down in Chattanooga. So this is going to be the package of all packages right in time for the contest of all contests. And so if you are not yet a patron, today is your day because you not only get the beautiful patron-exclusive t-shirt, but you get all of that content I just mentioned, depending on your level of patronage. And this is also the only way to participate in our contest, all right? So before you go to lovegoodcontest.com, go to joinlovegood.com, become a patron. And for those of you beautiful people out there who are already patrons, we cannot thank you enough for standing on the front lines of building a better culture. You are the heart of this movement. So let's talk about the culture for a second. You know, it's very easy for me to go on these rants, but (laughs) you're just as good at these rants as as I am these days, right? Let's just throw it out there. How many Instagram photos uploaded every single day? Jimmy, you're going to do this to me. Okay. 95 million. Yes. That's a lot of Instagram photos every single day on planet Earth. How many Facebook accounts that go live every single day? Mostly, you know, our parents and grandparents, but every single day. Half a million. Okay. Mm -hmm. That's that's a ton. Yeah, I didn't know people were For a social media platform, that's already huge, right? (laughs) Twitter, how many tweets a day? A billion? Half a billion. Half a billion. Never mind that. Most of them are coming out of the White House. Yeah, you got all my lines. Really <laughs> good, really good. You shared one the other day. Do you remember what it was? It blew there our minds. There was a survey done all over the world, and they asked third graders what they wanted to be when they grew up. And in America, the number one answer was a YouTuber. Mm. Uh-huh. And in China? Astronaut. Right. So in other <laughs> words, even as a culture, we have forgotten how to dream. Yes. Our, our children... And our children's children, depending on your age out there, have forgotten how to dream. And if you think about it, like, their dreams have become self-centered. That's right. Because, I mean, I have friends that are YouTubers. It's not not all YouTubers are, like, super self-centered. No. But the idea, I'm imagining as a third grader wanting to be a YouTuber, <laughs> is that, like, I get my own world where I can do whatever I want. Yeah. People are going to watch me do it. But that's the weird thing is, you know, the great joy of love good from day one is it's always been about artists it's always been about others and increasingly our patrons and this way of life that we're all striving to live together you know hopefully if celebrity success follows you any of you out there you know it would always be sort of accidental you know and it would always be for the purpose of the goodness of the art that's right and that there would be a a sincere pursuit of a a mission first you know, no one should be chasing or no. sincerely pursuing fame. fame, right? If it follows you, great. Humble yourself and deal with it yeah. and be gracious, right? Because I've heard so many artists say, you know, there's nothing more reflective or indicative of an artist's character yeah. than their ability to rise graciously and also fall mm. graciously. You know, most of the artists that I grew up listening to they're on their decline. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like they peaked probably in the, the early 2000s. Yeah. And you can still see them in their humility and in their artistry doing great things. Yeah. But they're not chasing after, you know, success. They actually probably never were. It was always about yeah. the art, at least with genuine artists. So that's kind of fun to think about. And the only other one that really still jumps out at me is that we scroll with our thumbs. Oh, yeah. The distance, not to the moon and back. <laughs> Not even around the globe, although I have misspoken <laughs> many times in the last three months on that. Just to the height of Mount Everest and back. Yes, but that's insane. That's a lot of screen that's time. That's insane. Yeah. Yeah. And I just think this— what, And that's in a year? or That's over the course of a single year. 
we, we scroll the distance with our thumbs on our screens to the, to the top of Mount Everest. Yeah, that's crazy. Back, on average in America, anyways. That's so crazy. And the other wild one that I read yesterday, there are more people on planet Earth right now, I think about 4 billion out of our 7 billion total people on planet Earth, there are, there are more who have access to information and communication technology than electricity. That's insane. Than electricity. Electricity. I guess they're like charging their phones at the local McDonald's. I, yeah. I don't know how that works, but they've, in more cases, have access to smartphones than, than electricity oh, in their insane. home, yeah. right? So we've kind of turned technology and especially, you know, immediate gratification technology into a human right. Yeah. But what's happening to most people, right? It makes it's, you sad. It makes you, so everybody probably recognizes this intuitively. Yeah. The other recent study that I read that I really appreciate is that People who are getting off of social media within two weeks have a 40% increase in their happiness mm. index. 40%. Now, you got off of Instagram about a year ago now? Almost, yeah. Tell us about that. Oh, yeah. So freeing. You're still on Twitter. Not anymore. What? Yeah. I kind of like gave it up like Completely. for Advent and then I just never got it back. Okay. So what has this life been like for you? away from social media that you grew up with, I'm assuming. Yeah. More so than me, for sure. I mean, yeah, like 15, 14. Yep. I mean, I mean, now kids have it way younger, but Instagram came out when I was a freshman in high school. What's the difference now that you're disconnected from all of that? I mean, like the main reason I got rid of it was because I noticed myself comparing myself to other people on social media. And I noticed that this wasn't any, that wasn't something that I was doing in my regular life. Yeah. So it'd be like a friend gets engaged, right? And they tell me about it. And I'm absolutely nothing but thrilled for them, right? Obviously, because they're my friend, right? But for some reason, if I saw it on social media, somehow it was a reflection on like how I wasn't doing well in life, mm, which is like mm. absolutely insane if you think about it. But I think that's yeah. just the way social media is structured. So that was the first thing I noticed when I got rid of it, that I maybe didn't know as much about like my friends, even genuine friends, like mm -hmm. people that I do talk to, like I didn't know as much about them, but I was intentionally trying to know them more. Like someone would tell me, oh, I applied for a job and I would have to text them like a week later and ask if they got it instead yeah. of just looking on their Facebook totally. to see if they got it. Yeah. And I noticed that it was actually strengthening the friendships that mean a lot to me. It was strengthening them way better. So it's interesting because they, they are finding increasingly that a dopamine rush you would get yeah. whenever you are excited about your engagement on Instagram yeah. or a certain number of likes or comments. That is similar to the same dopamine rush you get behind a, a slot yeah. machine. Which, oh, which makes me think that perhaps the depression rush or yeah. crash would be very similar as well. Yeah, interesting. You know, when you're not raking in the money that you want to be raking in, you know, in Vegas, yeah. you probably start to slip into a bit of a depression. And eventually, like some people just lose it all. Yeah. Right. Uh, and they crash and they burn. So I, I think there's a there's a similar effect in the social media space. Yeah. At what point are we going to start to develop hopefully some really healthy yeah. regulations around this yeah. stuff. I, I mean, it's got to come. Take it one step further. And this is what I'm freaking out about right now. I just bought this book called The Age of Surveillance Capitalism. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and I can't pronounce this beautiful woman's name yet. I mostly can't remember it because it's a very unique name, but she works at Harvard. Okay. She's one of the kind of the key players in their business school. And she's written this 500-page opus. It's a, it's a masterpiece that digs into this, you know, advancement of technology in the last 10 years that has led to, you know, pretty significant breach of privacy, breach mm -hmm. of, you know, person, personal life. Like basically it's, it's, she's talking about this manipulation of organizations like Google, 
mm-hmm. certainly Facebook, where they track our behavior, they track mm-hmm. our, you know, our our lifestyle. The reality is all of that is is data mining for future consumption and therefore future marketing. And it's not just these companies. These companies are also collecting that data and selling it at a high price tag to countless other companies and organizations out there, right? In other words, it's probably never been more important to have discipline and boundaries around our technology because they're increasingly invasive and manipulative. And I'm just a little too American for that. You know, like there is nothing in me that likes the idea of Big Brother. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And we're moving in that direction and nobody seems to notice. And the problem is all these things that are that are collecting the data, social media yeah. especially, you take all of that and you combine it with this addiction that we all have as a society to social media and to technology and to our screens. And you basically have you know, the beginning of the end. Yeah. You know, really I mean, the book goes so far as to say this will lead to the demise of human human civilization if if we don't do something about it now. Yeah. Really fascinating. So interesting. Yeah. I mean, the Pope said something really interesting a few years ago. Il Papa. In the document Let Out to See, he was talking about technology, how it's really interesting that he just like proposed a very simple mm. exercise, which is before you download an app, Get anything, like upgrade your phone, anything. Just ask yourself, is this good for my soul? Mm. And I realize how I never do that, mm. ever. It's a great question. Even like at Christmas one. time when like my brothers are asking for video games or different things like this, like, and we like, we just have this idea that like, oh, the next best thing is yeah. best. Yeah. yeah. Like whatever the world, like whatever comes out, if it's, if it's like better technology, then it's better. But like, is it, is it actually good for me? Good for the soul. Is good, this for good for the for human soul? family. I don't, it's crazy how I don't even think about that. And the the parallel that I found really genius was that she was saying, you know, what the industrial revolution did to the world, you know, the world of nature is, is what this technological Mm -hmm. revolution is going to do to humanity. Yeah. You know, so it's, it's deeper and it's, it's more subtle and it's even more addictive. That's another thing that's weird about the Google homes and Alexa, like saying like, Hey Alexa, like. Yeah. My brother's my brother said this to me. He's like, when we start treating technology like people, it's we will weird. start teaching people like technology. Yeah. And Google, <laughs> we have kept ours in the box. So we'll just have to see if that comes out or not. In fact, at the moment, my instinct is to throw it away. I think we should. At throw the it away. very least, we've we've put a little dent in, in Google's, you know, I don't even know. Yeah, we're gonna throw it away. Fleet of technology offerings. Well, Marisol, as always, I say as always, as if you've done this with me before. It's so <laughs> very natural. These are the kind of conversations we have all the time around True. here. Certainly in the homes of our patrons yes. at our fireside events. Obviously through Love Good Academy with our apprentices. Yeah. Certainly in my traveling and speaking, and I know just kind of in our natural day to day lives, this is really important stuff to be thinking about and talking about. And thanks for keeping that pulse very much beating within Love Good. This is my small way of saying in front of the entire world, thank you. Because oh. the day-to-day operations obviously wouldn't happen without you. And so too, like my my joy and my creativity in this mission and my ability to think into the future and move forward with with confidence. Like it, it's ultimately coming from our from our patrons for sure and their support. But it's because you're also constantly running defense and constantly taking <laughs> such good care of everybody else that I'm able to forge forward and, and play mm-hmm. some offense and and think strategically about how we can keep growing and therefore inspiring the whole world to get on board with, with building a better culture, beginning with the culture in their own lives and their own homes. 
So uh, massive thanks. Mm. And uh, who knows, maybe we'll do this again sometime. Yeah, maybe. Thank you, Jimmy. Peace, Marisol. Peace is riddled and wrought with strife. But we both know there's more to life. The war was over years ago. At least I used to think so. Love knows no fear, oh, love come near. I whisper in your ear when you're ready to hear. Love knows no fear, oh, love come near. I whisper in your ear when you're ready to hear. All right, the moment you've been waiting for is here. You've been inspired by all these stories that Marisol has shared and just pulling back the veil yet again on what Love Good is all about and the importance of this mission, right? Which is to go and invest in the arts and to live life in such a way that not only the, the, the beauty of music books and art captivates others, but most importantly, the beauty of how we live, the, the way of life, right? That we embrace is what is gonna always captivate people first and foremost. And once captivated, they'll start asking all the right questions. And so for those of you who are not yet patrons, obviously, again, go to joinlovegood.com. Today's the day, all right? There's very little cost to the initial subscription. It's it's either $5 or $10 or $25, depending on what level you sign up for. But then you get all this amazing stuff. So it's an amazing way to expose yourself to all of our content and to get a real sense, is this something I wanna be a part of long-term? Now, for those of you who are patrons, this is a big big moment, right? Lovegoodcontest.com is where you want to go right now to get signed up because guess what? If you bring in even one patron, just one of your friends, your neighbors, your family member, whoever, if you bring one patron in over the course of the month of March, we're sending you autographed vinyl of Scott Mulvihill, all right? His his beautiful full-length debut. You definitely want this. And all it takes is getting one of your friends or family members to become a patron. Now, if you get five, we're gonna send you a beautiful, brand new, vintage appeal, but brand new record player, all right? So for those of you who kind of want both, just bring in six of your friends as patrons. If you bring upwards of 10, you're getting a private piano house concert with me, all right? I, I spend a lot of my time on the road, obviously, and I'm, I'm gonna come to your living room and do a performance that hopefully you will never forget. <laughs> so that's really exciting. And for those of you who actually want to come to Nashville and, and come see Love Good on its home turf, then all you got to do is run up 20 new patrons, all right? And the way that this works is by signing up, we immediately send you a ton of resources. We're going to be sending you training videos twice a week, every Monday and Friday. You're either going to hear from me or Marisol, keeping you really as empowered and inspired as possible to rally your family and friends as new patrons. We'll have a referral code built into those emails. Very, very simple. All you'll do is send friends, send family members to joinlovegood.com with your referral code. And we'll be able to, to track all of that and keep you posted. And then obviously be able to fulfill all these different rewards as you reach those thresholds. So if you are not yet signed up, again, do it today because this whole thing begins on March 1st. The sooner you get signed up, the sooner you can get started. And you can sign up all throughout the month of March, but you really wanna go ahead and get signed up today so you start getting, again, super inspired and empowered by all the resources that we're sending you guys. You're amazing. Thank you so much for tuning in as always to the Love Good Podcast. We'll see you next week. Peace. 
Thanks for tuning in to the Love Good Podcast. Tell your friends all about us. Follow us on Spotify or Apple Podcasts and join our movement today by subscribing as a patron at joinlovegood.com. Start enjoying our exclusive content and seasonal packages that will raise your standard for music, books, and art and inspire you to build a better culture. We can't wait to accompany you as you change the world.